0: Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti, And today we are going to enhance your ability to trust and believe in happiness and smile and creativity and laughter with this incredible person I've yet to meet in person, but I know them from social media. Austin Farrell. I'm going to call him Austin Farrell, I guess just because it sounds a little bit more famous. So get ready to trust and believe.
1: What's up? He's better than Oprah, come on, y'all!
0: This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,.
0: Austin, what is going on? Hi. So, and Trust and Believe, we talk about things and situations and ability to trust and believe. But I kind of want them to just listen into a conversation because you have brought through the pandemic so much joy. And I just want to start by saying it was your TikTok that you did in your streets, I guess it was in your neighborhood, of the greatest showmen. I was like, this... Is unbelievable. And we were all in a place at that time where, you know, everyone was stressed. They were in the house. There was, you couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't go to a show. You could barely go see other family members. And you were able to create this space. I, I, I am literally getting a little emotional about it, I think, because it was so impactful and just so great. So, can you tell me what made you do that? And how did you get people in your neighborhood to? or your friends or whomever, to kind of be a part of that, to bring joy to people's lives?
2: You know what, it always I've been a performer, I'm I'm a dancer myself, so when the pandemic hit, I wasn't dancing, I wasn't doing anything at all. Like when I was doing your workouts, that's what I was doing, so thank you for that. But it was like, there was no performing. (laughs) There was no performing whatsoever. And it started just doing little dance stuff on Instagram stories, which are 15 minutes, lasted for 24 hours and it would go. And then at one point I end up going outside to do one on the road and one of the elderly neighbors, sorry, Jane, she's not elderly, but one of the older neighbors um, was like.
0: I'm telling her, you, I'm going to find her, her, her email and I'm going to send her this.
2: <laughs> Don't tell Jane, okay? She'll cuss me out. <laughs> but she ended up shouting at the window, oh, will you let me know next time you dance outside? I'd love to watch it. And obviously she's quite vulnerable, so she couldn't leave. So that's how it started. And then cut to, there's a Facebook group. Let us know when you're performing, so we can and watch at the side streets and things like that. And slowly but surely, it became like a little bit of a thing that people enjoyed, and it was still part of the social distancing rules that we'd get away with. And everyone had music and performance, and I got to be creative, which I wasn't allowed to be during the lockdown. So it just went from there. When we did the Greatest Showman, it was I cried before even filming it because I was so excited to dance with my friends again.
0: How did you manage getting through that? Because I know that. It wasn't, it probably wasn't a, oh, I want to dance. Let me go outside. It was probably a buildup of like, this is overwhelming and all too consuming to be going through this situation. So what were some of the things you did to be like, I need to find a bravery
2: to do something else? Oh, yeah. Just like I say, bravery was the word because as a male dancer, things have changed recently. But in my prime time, it was you're dancing with a female artist. So you've got to be butch and macho and be straight lad. You, you just, that's it. You have to be told you have to act like a man. And when the pa- pandemic hit, it's like, we're not, no one's working here. My Instagram had to be manly and had to be my work. And I was like, no, I'm going to post this stuff. So it's quite a brave step of anxiety step of, if I post this, people are going to judge me and think, oh, he's gay, he's this, he's not gonna be able to dance with this artist anymore. And it was kind of like that. But I'm. I mean, I'm glad I took the step. Because I think it's helped my personality as much as it has now my job kind of thing.
0: You start to live out your passion when you overcome the fear of what people are going to say or think or judge you. But tell me about you growing up and how you got actually to that point, because I think that was really great. What you said is everyone was expecting the butch guy because he's a dancer and you have to dance like a guy. How did you get <laughs> to that point?
2: It's a tricky one. Like When I was younger, my mom used to teach line dancing so at the age of four or five. I used to do line dancing with her after she used to teach step aerobics. So I've always had that little dance thing there, but then I went off and played football, uh, soccer. And I'd play that until I was like <laughs> 14. And it wasn't until I broke my arm that I wasn't gonna do football. They dropped me from the academy and stuff. And then slowly but surely I found my way into dancing again. And it was like, I was happy doing this. Like. I was happy i was going back to my childhood doing line dancing but my eyes were open to so many different styles of dance and my personality changed and this and i felt better i mean don't get me wrong (laughs) body dysmorphia and all these other things came along with it but i started to find myself through the dance world which was quite strange for me and i think that is just it's opened my eyes to a lot and then that's when it leads to the whole fact of playing it like a man that's what we were trained to do in this era of dancing is it's strange and it was only until people started telling me about my energy and telling me about my actual real personality and telling me about me and not just austin as a dancer i started to trust trust myself just to know let's bring this to the table and stand man and go no i don't want to just dance like a man i want to be myself and dancing heels down the road and things like that just a bit of an attack moment for me of no attack and be yourself fight back a little bit
0: a lot of people are out there at this current moment living in the path and in the they're creating a roadmap for outside people and outside sources instead of just coming into their own but when you did or do find that place of freedom of being like i don't have to be like that explain the joy of that because i think it might help people Just peek through the blinds and see what's on the other side
2: of being true to who you really are. I can hands down say the past year and a half, especially me being myself has brought, and I'm telling you now, it's been a tough year, a very tough year for personal reasons. I don't mind speaking about, but I really have found the most happiness from it. I have a, a beautiful boyfriend that is going so strong because again, on dates, I would feel myself it's, it feels like you're trying to be different personalities with different things and different jobs and as soon as I just breathe I was like, I'm gonna be myself I felt instant connections on dates um I say dates to date with him with my family it's got better within myself I wake up and I feel more refreshed I'm not painting a smile over my face and just being me and if I want to be flamboyant I can be and if I want to bring it back if I'm not ready to be that then and then I won't and it's there's so much more happiness being true to yourself.
0: I know you did go through a tough time. I believe it was a loss of a family member, right? And losses, kind of the recent past. Yeah, yeah, losses. So yeah. tell me about how like you deal with grief, especially. I think the reason why I asked you that, and I'm really interested to hear that from you, is because of your personality, and because you are joyful to so many people, and because you are a bright light. And I just Same went to therapy to a couple of days ago. Thank you. I went to therapy a couple of days ago and I was like, not even accepting the fact that I was having a gloomy day because I just felt like, not to like my immediate family, friends, and team, but I just feel like this feeling of, if I feel down, like my energy is going to get to everybody else. And my therapist was like, no, gloomy days are a part of the human experience. My mom was like, like, yeah. Great. We can actually embrace that. So, back to you with your losses. How did you like navigate and man- maneuver that through that, knowing that you have this light that you shed and shine on people, but you started to go through what you needed to go through?
2: So, I mean, I'll just go back from the start. It was beginning of the year, end like of December, and just all of a sudden, me and my mom, I had a chest infection. Me and my mom were at the hospital anyway getting that checked out and then we went home and cut long story short the police came there and had said my stepdad had had a heart attack and just instantly died mm. and i had seen my mum go through that the screams will still go through my mind and stuff like this and instantly I remember thinking I have to be strong I have to be a good energy here like I have to hold my mum here um, we still my family's very tight but I was always staying at my mum's and I just felt like I had to kind of not fake my energy. I just had to be there. I wasn't putting myself forward and stuff like that, which any son, any person would do anyway. And I've been there for her for that. And then a week later, my auntie died (laughs) and I was like, what? And that was old age. So we kind of expected it, but it was tough. But I was trying to work at the time and things and I was on tour. So I'm going on stage painting a face on pretending I'm happy and pretending I'm this sexy kind of guy and things like this and I'd come off stage I just end up being so sad because I'm exhausted I'm trying to fake my energy and then I'm around other people in the backstage and then even just in the day I just wanted to cry and trying to get a Starbucks and I can't I feel like I can't let other people see that I'm upset and especially my friends that know me and my family I feel like I have to be good for them and it's like you said about the therapist said to you my therapist said to me literally yesterday last week I ended up in hospital (laughs) because I generally thought I was having a heart attack but it was just a major major panic I've never had one like that before and she said it's because you're giving out so much energy all the time this is now the time that you've crashed because you're listening to your body getting tired and it's overthinking and it's just crashing and you have to restore your energy for yourself and it's exactly what happened to you my mind was just like yeah it makes sense it all just aligned
0: panic attacks tell me about that did you have any warning signs when that
2: was coming upon you i did and i thought it was something else like again another loss to i think it was five, five weeks ago my friend she was meant to get married and basically she passed away the morning of her wedding and it was to do with her heart and things like that and a few weeks ago, I got told the story, like just what was happening. She had tingles and things like this and in her arms and her heart, just sweating and things. And so the week before I went into hospital, I, my hands were tingling, they was getting really numb. And I kept saying to my boyfriend, Alex, I was like, my hands just don't feel right. And then my legs started feeling the tingling and then my heart started going. And I just, I don't know what I even thought it was. I generally thought it could have been a heart attack. Then I thought, is it me panicking overthinking, and then, because of the recent loss, I thought, oh, God, is this what happened to my friend? And everything was just overplaying in my mind. And whoever I see my family and friends, I'm thinking, I'm feeling this feeling inside. And I don't dare say it, but you can tell something's wrong. And I was all agitated. It just, it was horrible. And I remember the night before I did go into hospital, I was on the floor here. <laughs> it's I have to look back and laugh at it now because I've just never been so scared in my life. I was on the floor crying on the phone to my boyfriend, just begging for him to stay on the phone to me. It was just the strangest, horriblest feeling I've ever had.
0: I just want to say, you know, thank you for sharing that. Cause it's not easy, especially again, when people look at you as the funny person or the exciting person or the person that brings in a yeah. lot of energy, which is really naturally you or naturally ourselves, but especially in a world of, I think, and I'm happy that mental health is becoming more of a conversation yeah. And you find so many people who struggle with it. And sometimes you find out too late that they've been struggling. So I think it's really, I think it, you, I know you're going to help a lot of people by just sharing parts of your story.
2: So thank you for that. But the thing is, it's like, I think you, you especially, I've always wanted to go therapy, but I do see a lot of, you're a big inspiration in mine, massive. Again, with energy and fitness, That like my dad is a fitness coach and that stuff. And it's so Amazing. When you would speak about your therapist, I'm like, you just speak about it openly, like it's a normal thing, and it is. It's it's that. So when I did start a few months ago, it was mainly because of you. And like yesterday, my most recent one, I didn't cry in therapy, but I have broke down there before. Because yesterday, I just felt stronger about what was coming from my heart, and I generally do thank it, uh, take it out to you. So thank you.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you you want to know, man, I remember the other video that I just love of yours beyond anything I can ever imagine was when Kim Kardashian wore that <laughs> Met Gala dress. And it, wasn't it the Met Gala dress and it was all black? <laughs> and you, I said, what? Oh, and you did this, God. you did this, this TikTok and this real. And I was like, this is impossible. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is not happening. I watched it. I don't know if you've had like 36, I don't know how many millions of views you had on that. However, I was at least 1 million of them <laughs> because I was just like, this is so crazy. Cause what I saw was somebody living in a space of, I literally don't give a, f- like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And it was creative and it was fun. And that's when I think I started to really look deeper into who you were. And I was like, yeah, he's a choreographer. And I'm like, wow, this guy is really, really talented because that was, that took me
2: out. The hair was a bin bag. And I'm really proud of that hair because I was not buying a 50 inch weave. Not at all. I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. Bin bag, morph suit. That's it. <laughs>
0: Let's dive into your creativity because I know if you do that, I want to know all of the other really amazing and fun things you did. So tell me a little bit about your career, like some of the highlights. I know you were able to do an interview a few weeks ago, which I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I know. So tell me some more about the career. Yeah. Oh my God.
2: You so know I don't. I have about eight different jobs, okay? It's so strange. I'm also a spin instructor, like, as well. I like to just plant seeds everywhere. But with the social media, so this one I'm so thankful. And you can sound cringe, you can sound whatever. But I'm generally thankful for people like yourselves, people that share and like and just tag and leave a comment on videos. Because without that starting, I wouldn't be able to have this as a job. This wouldn't be happening. Me interviewing Kiki Palmer would not have happened. Because, again, I wasn't being myself before, and people allow me to, and people show me that they prefer the real Austin than the fake one. But, yeah, when it started leading to an interview and things like this, I was like, what? I was generally so scared. Like, that video, I sit down, and I can see myself. And I look at her, and she looks at me, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it's just weird. And... I just remember for about a minute, I was so scared. And then I was like, nah, let's go in for this. She's such a good energy. And I remember towards the end, I was thinking, this is what I want to do. I want to speak to people. I want to communicate with people. I want to chat to people and share stories, whether it's about films or whether it's about life. And just, I like to think I'm a people person. I like to communicate with people. And that was just for me. I went out and I got into the lift and I cried (laughs) because I was so happy. She said at the end, the interview finished and she went, you're going to be hard to top. And I thought, you wouldn't say that surely if you didn't mean it. And I just thought, wow. I never get gassed to myself, but I was like, ah, oh, this is a nice feeling.
0: The takeaway is, yo, the more you yourself, the more longevity you have yeah. and it,
2: eliminates some of the stress.
0: Have you gotten any more interviews yet? Any more I missed
2: jobs? out on one. I was on holiday. I was on holiday by day and it was, I was meant to fly back that Monday and it didn't work out, but yeah, fine. I've also been agreeing to myself, enjoy my life, not just for work. So I was like, oh my god, what did I do? So we stayed. I didn't fly back, I didn't do anything. I just stuck with it, so it's fine.
0: So where were you on vacation? Because now I'm nosy.
2: <laughs> Santorini, Greece.
0: Ooh. So I've been to Mykonos, but I haven't been to Santorini
2: yeah. yet. Which one is better? I've never been to Mykonos. Wait, where are you from? From Leicester. So not London, but Just a little bit out. Not too far.
0: And you guys have a different accent?
2: Yay and nay. Within that city, there's a lot of different accents. Some that you don't want to fuck with and some that you're like, what are you saying? And then some some you can understand without subtitles. But it's that. (laughs) But Santorini, tell me more about it. Gorgeous place. Absolutely stunning. I think, because Mykonos is so close, isn't it? I just think, go, just book it. It's so gorgeous. That sunset oh is gosh. just dreamy.
0: I think it was more that Mykonos was not more gay friendly, but I feel like it was like, you know, where the gays went. So I was like, let me pop off here
2: real quick. Do you think, though, Is do you think it's quite sad that as gay people, or anyone has to think about that before we go away?
0: I do and I don't. And so here are two reasons why. I do because we grew up thinking that we need to go somewhere where we're going to be accepted, right? Because that's truly the foundation of why I chose a lot of my vacation spots when I was younger. Especially when I was in my early 20s, it was like, oh, I'm going to go to Miami because I know there's a gay part. I'm going to go to, I want to move to California or go to San Francisco because that's where I'm going to be accepted. So it is pretty sad there. I think that the positive is that because there are gay parts of the city, I feel like I'm contributing and paying money to my gay brothers and sisters, if you will. Yeah. Because then it's like, at least I'm helping. Even when I was going to the Maldives this past December, surprise, my husband went a trip to the Maldives. Oh, um, I actually reached out to a gay travel person that I follow on Instagram and I was like, hey, what are the rules there? Because I know, I think, I don't know if it was, it. they have some sort of religion where if you're on the mainland, it's like illegal and it's like this whole thing. And believe it or not, both myself, me and Scott, and two other friends that we went with, Chip and Elliot, where we were the only gay couples there. And this, we had four couples went. They had two beds in our villas. It was a king bed suite villa, but they also put like a twin bed in the living room because they knew it was two guys in there. But when we went to Dubai, wait, was it his 40th birthday? So it was 10 years ago. Oh, my God. We've been together for a long <laughs> time. But we got to the hotel. They took us upstairs. The guy who was he was working the front desk, they take you upstairs. They have a key. you know. I'm thinking it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. They're being so kind. They're taking us to our room. They didn't give us our key. So I'm like. Give me my motherfucking key. Like, I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, it's late. They open the door for us, and they're like, there's only one bed in the room. And I was like, I'm like, okay, Mm -mm. girl. Like, it's cool. (laughs) You know, like, what you want me to do? Mm -mm. And he said it again. And I was like, right. And I was like, okay. And then he said it again. I was like, and then in my head, I said, Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep on the couch." And he was like, "Have a nice night."
2: My earrings so would that, have been like... coming out straight <laughs> the fucking way.
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all in the Vaseline. We call it Vaseline yeah. on the face. <laughs> so I get the scratches. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, I was really, really pissed. But I also, but also when we were on the flight there. The flight attendant, she was just like, just make sure you don't hold hands or kiss in public here because you can get arrested. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even think it would translate to us like two guys standing in a hotel room together, but because they had one bed. So back to your question, just growing up gay, I think that's something that we have to, unfortunately, have to take into consideration when we go places, you know?
2: I think it is for one to feel safe. You don't want to go somewhere and then something bad happened to you. You would rather avoid it as much as you want to go be yourself. You would rather have your life because in some places it's not the case that you don't get to you don't get to live that way. Uh, it's it's just mental. It's so sad. I'm sorry that you went through that because you shouldn't have to. If you're with your loved one, like that shouldn't be a thing. And what is so sad and it's so nice of people like you said the air hostess, I think it was said look just don't hold hands as much as it's so nice that they're warning you it's a shit thing that people have to say to warn you just just warning you about your sexuality don't hold your loved one's hand like it's sad it's so sad
0: when you go to other countries religion is a thing especially in istanbul like i lived in istanbul turkey for a while okay and i was in my 20s but i just remember Walking down the street, like, people telling me, like, oh, it's a Muslim country, so you have to be very careful, and I really appreciated that. But I would meet my friends, and I would walk down the street with them, and they would walk arm in arm with me. And I'm, like, sweating. My heart is beating fast. I'm, like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. If I get arrested in another country, like, this is a wrap. But then I look around, and many guys are walking arm in arm. That's just Like, how they walk with their friends down the street. And I was like, this is wild. (laughs) I was like, this is so crazy. But that's not what I was going to say. Okay. I was going to give you the TT. Give me the TT. So, I I don't know if this is a myth. Listen, I don't know if this is a myth
2: or not. but I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. But go on.
0: They said, as long as you ain't the receiver, you ain't considered gay. (laughs) I said, bitch, what?
2: It is. I I've heard that. Plenty of people, a lot of people, have said this. I'm sure people in London fucking say it because it's that backward.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50
0: I like to bring it to just different groups of people Like us as gay people Have to think about that Mm -hmm. But I've also talked to some of my female friends Who are really close to me And even like I have two nannies That you know really do a great job Of taking care of our boys boys. And you know they have to carry mace Honestly (laughs) Thank you The ladies have to carry mace and like, and they like, and like one of my friends was saying that he doesn't like his wife to go out even just to Target or something when it's after dark. And I'm like, isn't that crazy that people are so like fucked up that like people can't literally live in a free space? And it's just like, why can't we just
2: live? Live. It's just that we're all gonna die soon. Like, hopefully not soon, but one day. So just live your best life and let me live mine. Just. I don't understand why people have to make it such a thing to be against someone. I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. If anyone comes to me, I'll hold my own. I'm earrings, Vaseline, let's go. But unfortunately there's not some people that can't physically have their own back and can't have the help. And it's so sad when you hear and see, you see it so much. And it's so sad that it actually still happens. I try
0: to spend my time and my life just inspiring people either to find their own path that's going to make them happy or if anybody comes across it who is an asshole that doesn't want people to have, you know, freedom of their body or freedom of their... Even if it is religion, I'm off of religion. I'm like, listen, I'm like, you can totally do that. If that makes you feel good that you are going to heaven, be that and do that. But don't tell me to go to church because it's boring to me. I I'll, I'll, I'll listen to gospel music going the <laughs> church,
2: but still... <laughs> <laughs> <Million>. <laughs> tomorrow i'm gonna to be on that chat i'm just gonna think fuck it gospel play just <laughs> i love gospel music because i
0: love the music right but not until Nicki minaj ended up being in that gospel song i'm getting ready i'm like this is my life because you got Nicki minaj popping in on a gospel song when, like, if you hear most of her music, like, she is ratchet mm-hmm. as ratchet can be. I'm like, and I loved it because I loved the crossover because I'm like, yeah, I might not. I use it as an energy for me to get me through. Yep. But anyway, I just thought that was, I just thought it was really great. And so now I listen to gospel music on a treadmill. Send me
2: that song. Also, Drain the Brain got me through today, just so you know. Just so you know, tell me about I it. literally didn't even want to look at my gym today. That's what I was. I was all right. I was like, I'm just going to go do it. And I remember it's just, I, get, I just feel weak and just at the moment. I've just been very weak and stuff like that. And I've been eating the wrong things because we've just been busy with friends. And my boyfriend's got a new barber shop and he's doing it, mate. So I've been helping him with that. I finally had a bit of me time today. And I was there and just at halfway through, I was like, Phew. drain the brain. So yes, I was like drain the fucking brain, and it was I shit you not, You asked my dad; it was the best workout I've had in so long. Honestly, cannot tell you how long. So thank you
0: for that. Ah, that makes me so happy. So for those of you who don't know, he's talking about a <laughs> podcast I did. I guess a couple of weeks ago. It was called Drain Your Brain, people. Maybe it was last week, I can't remember, but it's called Drain Your Brain and go listen to it because it will. And I actually use that in my workout. It was yesterday because my trainer, I'm sure you probably see my stories, like she is a nightmare. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, I love her so much, but I'm like, you are a nightmare. <laughs> and she's also a physical therapist. So in the normal situation where I would be like, oh, my knee's hurting or my hip is hurting. So I go and I'm like, you know, my knee is hurting. And I'm thinking, not that I'm looking for an easy workout, but I'm thinking she's gonna adjust the workout yeah. to my pain. She's like, okay, lay down. She digs into whatever part of my body. And I'm like, I'm screaming, cause I don't care. I'm like, this shit hurts. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like you said earlier. I'm not trying to be a, I'm not trying to be butch. I'm trying to be the <laughs> yeah. butch queen. I'm like, bitch, this hurts. You'd rather <laughs> yeah. just do the workout and pain. Then- And she does not change the workout. And, you know, and I would say yesterday, I was like, I looked at her. I was like, you literally have to be kidding. And she's like, (laughs) like, she gave me nothing. And then I said to myself, I'm like, drain your brain because I'm just literally in a space of I'm more questioning why she making me do this instead of being like, well, you showed up. So, (laughs) you know, that's why I have a tattoo. My side says figure it the out. And it says, we've all been through some shit. I like that. I like that. But let me ask you a question, though. Like, through all you've been through with your loss of people, which I'm really sorry about, with overcoming your own personal struggles, obviously getting to a place in your career where you find success and growth and momentum, don't you ever feel like you can listen to motivation, but at the end of the day, it's like, figure it the
2: out. It's only you that's going to change it. It's only yourself that's going to, you can listen to anything, you can be inspired, but it's you that's got to put in the work completely. And it's so funny you say that as well, because my, I was just on my bed earlier, my dad was like, oh, so you've got the podcast coming up and all that stuff. And he's like, I don't really listen to podcasts, but why do you do it? I was like, just because sometimes music is repetitive. Music is what's coming, you know the words. With podcasts, you don't, and sometimes it just gets you, and something clicks, and something it reminds you of who the... F- you are it's one of them i think for me
0: i think you have such a great personality and i just want to challenge you to continue to be that in whatever space you're being in because i think that's going to be the thing that's going to make all of those or a lot of those celebrities walk away from your interview like wow or maybe even ask you the next time like yo is austin
2: <laughs> there you know what i mean I joe challenge accepted challenge accepted yes i'm more than happy to
0: before we go first of all i literally cannot wait to come back to the uk because if we do not meet first of all i want a haircut
2: (laughs) does your boy a black yeah he does he does Ah. come on in you get a free hat as well Yeah. to put over you well if i get if i hate, uh, yeah i'm not gonna want Ch- to tell him this why are you selling hats for <laughs> when you're a barber <laughs> like don't sell a hat don't sell a I hat shoot
0: <laughs> you know give them a give them a take a polaroid before they leave and be like nah let's figure out a way to show that so we have to hang yes, out please. um before i mean when i when i come there oh my god so, do you have? Tell me what you have going on, and if people, how people can find you. I know obviously social media, but tell me your social media handles. But any, is there any shows you're doing coming up? Like what you have going shows, on?
2: Shows not so yet. I've taken a step back from dancing, but there's one called Starstruck. Will be coming out soon. I'm choreographing for Alyssa Edwards as well, who's been trying to ring me during this. She should have called me yesterday, <laughs> but um, choreographing for her. and then if you see me walking around Soho with a black vest, I've got about five and my rucksack, I'm just that guy that's running forward and back to gym, to teach to cycle, all the way through you probably see me there
0: (laughs) when I come there, we literally have to do a dance number in the street like it
2: has to happen I'm so here for it yes yes (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I need to. I need to go because I need to get choreography. I need to set it now. (laughs) Book your flights.
0: (laughs) I know. Well, I'll give you plenty of notice. I want and bring your dancer friends because those the people you got they can dance like we. And it's going to be amazing. You know, reels can be longer now, at least a (laughs) minute and a half.
2: Like I want a whole show. It's going to have to go on YouTube. (laughs) Just nine minutes. I'm here for it.
0: Anyway, Austin, thank you so much for your time. I have one final question for you, and that is if you could tell my listeners the definition of trust and believe and how you kind of continue to trust and believe in yourself and
2: instill some power in them. Trust and believe yourself because it's the way forward. You've made it this far, keep going. Your happiness will come if you're in a dark place. If you're already happy, then share that love. That's what I would say.
0: And it literally matches your smile.
2: <sighs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so great. You too, man. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much for being on the show. Uh the next time people see us together it's gonna be in person. And I cannot.
2: Sean, thank you so so much for having me.